It's Throwback Thursday, and you know what that means. This time, we're going back to 2003. So get ready, because an all-new Locked on Yankees is coming up next. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings. Happy Thursday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. If you're new, I'm a baseball writer and a podcast host. I've been hosting Locked On Yankees since 2018. You can follow us at Locked On Yankees, all one word, on Twitter. You can follow me at Stace Gotts. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. So it is Throwback Thursday. We're looking back at 2003. I was reminded by an account that I follow on Instagram of the 2003 playoffs. They didn't end the way we wanted them to, but I had the fortune of going to every game two. against the Twins, against the Red Sox, against the Marlins. And if I recall correctly, although I'll have to look it up when I do everything in a second, but I'm pretty sure the Yankees lost the first game of all those series. And then I saw all the game twos and they won. And Andy Pettit started all three game twos because as I've said many times before, if you listen to this show or watch this show, Andy Pettit's the dude I've seen the most live. I really need to figure out how many times I've seen him live, but it literally has to be 70 times. <laughs> if I go through all the games that I've been to, it's probably about that high. I probably, I may have seen him pitch more in person than his own parents at this point. That's how many times I saw Andy Pettit pitch. And it continued when he came back. In the late 2000s. And uh, yeah, I saw him pitch a couple times in 09 in the playoffs. And yeah, so Andy Pettit was my guy. And the Yankees needed him to be the guy in all the game twos. So we're going to look at them because, you know, why not? This is, it's fun to look at this stuff. And it's 20 years, which is hard to think about. And yeah, no, that's hard to think about. The fact that 2003 is 20 years ago. I'm already having a hard enough time thinking about the fact that 1983 is 40 years ago. I attended my first Yankee games in August of 1983. And oh, you know I'm telling you about it when we get to those days in August. Because yeah, yeah, we're going to have to go through that. I attended a doubleheader. And the names in those lineups, both lineups, Yankees and the Blue Jays, you will be amazed. It'll be fun. So right now, let's go back to October 2nd, 2003. Yankees Twins, Game 2 of the Division Series. Why was Game 1 on September 30th and Game 2 on October 2nd? There's two games, there's two days in between there. What happened there? Why don't I remember this? Was there a rainout? How do I not remember that? There had to have been a rainout, right? 
Were there two rainouts? Because why would there be two days between... I'm so confused. Okay, anyway, let's not dwell on that. Start time, 8.18 p.m. Because of course, <laughs> of course. It was a Thursday night. Andy Pettit against Brad Ratke. <laughs> so let's go, th go through the twins lineup. You know the names. Shannon Stewart, Luis Rivas... Doug Mankiewicz, Matt LaCroix, Jacques Jones, Tori Hunter, Corey Kosky, A.J. Pruszynski, Christian Guzman. Isn't that how they said his name? Yankees, Alfonso Soriano, Derek Jeter, Jason Giambi, Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada, Hideki Matsui, Aaron Boone, Nick Johnson, Juan Rivera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Umpires, Ted Barrett at home, Paul Emmel at first, Jerry Davis at second, Jim Joyce at third, Bill Welke in left, Ed Montague in right. All of those names familiar. The attendance was 56,479. Me and my bro were two of the people there. Yeah, 52 degrees to start the game. It says it was sunny. It, it wasn't really sunny because... <laughs> It was 8.18 <laughs> at night <laughs> in October. So no, it was not sunny. It was sunny that day, but no, not then. So Pettit let off the game with a walk, which was like, ugh. but yeah, it's fine. But you don't really want to lead off a game with a walk. But then he got Rivas to strike out, Mankiewicz to strike out, and LaCroix grounded out. So no harm, no foul. Now, the Yankees, on the other hand, against Radke, opened up the game with three consecutive singles to load the bases. Soriano, Jeter, Giambi. Bernie Williams hit a sack fly to center field. Soriano scored. Then Jorge Posada struck out swinging. Jeter ended up stealing third. And then Hideki Matsui struck out swinging. So the Yankees could have gotten more going there, but they were up 1-0 at that point. Then both Pettit and Radke had one, two, three, half innings in the second inning. And there was no scoring until the top of the fifth when Torrey Hunter let off with a home run off Pettit. It was on the third pitch of the at-bat. That's all the Twins would get, so the game was tied at that point, 1-1. The bottom of the seventh is when things got better for the Yankees. Radke was still in the game. Nick Johnson was hit by a pitch. Juan Rivera sacrificed him over to second. Latroy Hawkins comes in, replaces Brad Radke. Was he future Yankee Latroy Hawkins at that point, right? When did he come over to the Yankees, wear 21, and everyone got into a huff because he wore O'Neill's number? What year was that? Someone let me know in the comments. So Latroy Hawkins comes in. Alfonso Soriano hits a single that scores Nick Johnson. Derek Jeter reaches on an E1. Soriano makes it to third. Jeter makes it to second. Jason Giambi hits an RBI single that scores both Soriano and Jeter. It's 4-1 at that point. J.C. Romero comes in to replace Latroy Hawkins. You remember all these names. Bernie Williams singles, then Posada grounds out, Matsui grounds out. Yankees are up 4-1. And it would remain 4-1. Mo in the top of the ninth, one, two, three inning against Tori Hunter, Corey Kosky, and AJ Pruszynski. Gets a strikeout swinging, a fly ball to center, and a line out right to Mo. And now that I'm thinking about that, I remember it 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. Because <laughs> I feel like you don't see those games. Like, who's going to show... Who's going to show the Division Series Game 2 against Minnesota? It's not one of those games that you would show again. And uh, yeah, that memory just came floating back. That was very odd. And if anyone else can um, relate to that happening, where, you know, you know you were at a game, it was a really long time ago, and then all of a sudden you think of it, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember when that happened. Cool. So in a moment, we're going to look at Game 2 against the Red Sox. We know how that series went, and uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. I have thoughts. Shocking. I have thoughts. What? Anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to basketball. We've got it all covered at betonline.net. The Yankees are leading the odds in the NL, the NL, no, the Yankees are leading the odds in the AL East to win the division. The Astros are favored to win the AL pennant. The Yankees are right behind them. And the Astros and the Mets are right up there with World Series odds. But the Yankees are right behind them. So, you know, people think the Yankees are going to be okay this year, uh, even with the Montas news. But then again, as I said on yesterday's show, he's the five starter. It's okay. BetOnline.net is always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You can make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So let's look at game two against Boston, which was on my grandmother's 95th birthday. Isn't that crazy? She lived to be 104, actually. So 95 is nothing <laughs> for Angelina Miola. Okay. Game two against Boston. The Yankees lost the first game 5-2. I went into game two being extremely mad at Mike Mussina for losing the first game against the Red Sox. And in a funny twist, I've told this many times on the show, but when I was still in my 20s, I was a little, you could say, a little too into baseball, and it kind of not ruled my life, but I just let it get to me too much. Let's just say that. You know, I used to throw things. I've broken TV remotes. That was college. Um, I broke, what did I break when they lost the World Series in 2003? Oh, I broke a teacup in my apartment. Um, so when Mike Bucina did what he did in game one I kind of bashed my wrist into my desk as I was watching the TV and I had to wear a brace on my hand because it didn't feel well so we're sitting getting ready for game two and it's me and my brother and we're sitting next to these two guys the guys were to the left of us and the guy and I started talking the guy next to me and I started talking and he said what happened to your hand and I said moose last night and he was like wow that is hardcore and he fist bumped me so I still remember that all these years later because it was really funny I said yeah he really pissed me off so <laughs> game two Andy Pettit 
against Derek Lowe. Yeah, yeah, more familiar names. Start time, 818, and the attendance, 56,295. Red Sox lineup, you know it well. Well, maybe. Gabe Kapler, Bill Miller, Nomar Garcia-Para, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Kevin Millar, Jason Veritek, Trot Nixon, Damian Jackson. Damian Jackson. And as I said, Derek Lowe starting. And then for the Yankees, Alfonso Soriano, Derek Jeter, Jason Giambi, Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada, Hideki Matsui, Nick Johnson, Aaron Boone, Kareem Garcia. And again, Andy Pettit, because he's the only duder I saw that whole playoff run because I went to I only went to the three games that I had my season tickets for I didn't go to any extra games I think I had a chance to go to game seven against Boston and I would not allow myself to do that no do I regret it yes because that would have been insane to be at but yeah no I don't I don't think I would have been able to handle that (laughs) umpires home plate Terry Kraft first base Alfonso Marquez second base Daryl Cousins third base Joe West Left field, Angel Hernandez. Right field, Tim McClelland. Wow. Joe West and Angel Hernandez on the same on the same crew. Why, baseball? Ooh. So the scoring didn't get started until the top of the second. Damian Jackson hit a single off Pettit. Now it started with a double by Jason Veritek and a single by Trot Nixon. Veritek scored on the Jackson single. Nixon made it to second. And then Kapler hit into a ground ball double play. Bill Miller grounded out, so it was only one nothing. In the bottom of the second, the Yankees came right back. Jorge Posada walked. Hideki Matsui grounded out. Nick Johnson hits a home run that scores him and Matsui. <laughs> Yankees go up 2-1. In the bottom of the third, Yankees score again. Soriano leads things off with a fly ball to left. Jeter and Giambi hit back-to-back singles. Then Bernie Williams hits a third single that scores Jeter. Giambi makes it to second. Posada reaches on an E4. Giambi makes it to third. Williams to second. Then Hideki Matsui grounds out. And there's a force out at home. Right, That's right. Giambi. That's right. Giambi was out at home. Uh, Williams and Posada make it up a base. And then Nick Johnson grounds out. In the bottom of the fifth, Bernie Williams doubles after Giambi grounds out. Jorge Posada hits a fly ball to left. And Williams doesn't go anywhere because it's to left. Don't want to be thrown out at third. And then Hideki Matsui hits a single that scores Bernie, but he ends up being out at second. And it was a kind of rundown situation because it was right field to first base First baseman, shortstop, second baseman. So the Yankees are up 4-1 at that point. Now, in the top of the sixth, Jason Veritek hits a solo home run to make it 4-2. Big deal. That's off Pettit. Pettit pitches until the top of the seventh inning. He gets Jackson to ground out, Kapler to strike out, and then Bill Miller hits a single. Jose Contreras comes in to replace, (laughs) remember that, Andy Pettit. And Nomar pop flies to first. So no harm, no foul. In the bottom of the seventh, Derek Lowe is still in the game. He gets Soriano and Jeter to ground out back to back. Giambi hits a single. Bernie Williams walks. And Scott Sauerbeck comes in to replace Derek Lowe. David DeLucci pinch runs for Jason Giambi. 
Jorge Posada hits a double. DeLucci scores. Would Chiambi have scored on that? Probably not. Probably not. So that was a good call by Joe Torre. I'll give you props there, Mr. T. And Bernie Williams also scored on that double by Posada. And the Yankees went up 6-2. And that's how it would end. Mariana Rivera came in to pinch... Pinch? No. See, I just read a line below that. (laughs) He replaced Jose Contreras... He got a ground out and a strikeout. Then Todd Walker pinch hit for Damian Jackson, got a single. Dave McCarty pinch hits for Gabe Kapler. And while he's up, it's defensive indifference. Walker makes it to second. And then Mo strikes out McCarty and the Yankees win 6-2. So that was a much better game than game one when the Yankees lost 5-2. But yeah, I was clapping like this on the brace. Why did I have a brace in my apartment? Or how did I get a brace in my apartment? I don't even know why I had the brace in my apartment. Because it wasn't, I didn't go to a doctor. I just, you know, I knew I hurt my wrist. I never went to a doctor, by the way. Who knows what I could have done to my wrist. But I just wore a brace for a couple days and then I was fine. So, yeah. (laughs) So in a moment, we will be looking at game two of the World Series against the Marlins. Another Yankees win. Unfortunately... They did not win the series. We'll talk about that as well. But first. So game two, Yankees-Marlins. Again, Yankees lose game one. Andy Pettit comes in to pitch game two. And he gets the win. I know I'm spoiling it, but you know this happened because you watched playoff games in 2003. You know what happened. So Sunday... October 19th, 2003, 8 p.m. start, 55,750 people in old Yankee Stadium. Here is your Marlins lineup. Florida Marlins, by the way. They were still Florida. Juan Pierre, Luis Castillo, Yvonne Rodriguez, Miguel Cabrera, Derek Lee, Mike Lowe, no, Mike Lowell, (laughs) Jeff Conine, Juan Incarnacion. I'm not going to do it. Alex Gonzalez and your starter, Mark Redman. Remember him? Yeah. Yankees lineup, Alfonso Soriano, Derek Jeter, Jason Giambi, Bernie Williams, Hideki Matsui, Jorge Posada, Aaron Boone, Nick Johnson, Juan Rivera, Andy Pettit, your starter, and the umps for the World Series, Larry Young at first, Gary Darling at second. No, let's do that again. (laughs) Larry Young at home, Gary Darling at first, Jeff Kellogg at second. When we get to next year, I'll tell you why I don't like Jeff Kellogg. Ed Rapuano at third, Tim Wilkie in left, Randy Marsh at right. Or in right. 48 degrees. Yeah. Not terrible. That's not terrible baseball weather, but, you know, slightly chilly. Andy Pettit set down the Marlins 1-2-3 in the top of the first inning. Soriano walks. Jeter strikes out. Then Soriano is caught stealing while Jason Giambi is up. And then he's hit by a pitch. (laughs) So on the second pitch of the game, of the game, of the at-bat, Soriano is caught stealing. And then on the third pitch of the at-bat, Redman hits Giambi. Bernie Williams hits a single. Giambi makes it to third. Nice. First to third. Good job, Jason. 
I'm kind of remembering that. Yeah. And then Hideki Matsui hits a home run. And I'm pretty sure that home run went to center field. And it was of the three-run variety. So the Yankees are up 3-0. Andy Pettit sets down the Marlins in order again in the top of the second, bottom of the second. Aaron Boone hits a fly ball to right. Nick Johnson singles to third. Oh, it's a bunt to third. He makes it. Juan Rivera hits a double. Nick Johnson scores, but Rivera is out at third. Left fielder to shortstop to catcher to third base. Am I? Re- no, I'm not remembering that. Huh. And then Soriano strikes out swinging. 4 nothing Yankees. Pettit sets down the Marlins in order in the third. Andy Pettit was money, really, in the playoffs for the most part. He was amazing. Bottom of the third, Yankees get nothing done, but they leave two on base. In the top of the fourth, <laughs> Juan Pierre hits a single, so that's over with. They get a hit, but... Luis Castillo grounds out, and then Ivan Rodriguez grounds into a double play to end the inning. So no harm, no foul there. In the bottom of the fourth, Aaron Boone strikes out swinging. Nick Johnson singles. Juan Rivera hits a pop fly to the catcher behind home plate. And then Alfonso Soriano hits a two-run home run, put the Yankees up 6-0 at that point. Pettit is money. He allows things to happen and not get to him. Top of the fifth, Miguel Cabrera reaches on an E5. Pettit gets Derek Lee to strike out swinging. Mike Lowell grounds out. Jeff Conine flies out, so leaves the runner on base. Rick Helling is in, which I forgot to mention. My apologies. He came in to replace Redmond in the bottom of the third, actually. So Rick Helling is in the game, and he sets down the Yankees in order in the bottom of the fifth. Everything is just nothing really doing here. Um, No more scoring for the rest of the game until the top of the ninth. Andy Pettit is still in the game because he had a hell of a game. We'll go through his line when I'm finished with this. So he gets Juan Pierre to ground out. Luis Castillo hits a single. Mike Redmond flies out to right. Um, Miguel Cabrera reaches on an E5. Hello? Boone? Boone was the third, wasn't he? What was he doing? And... Derek Lee hits a single that scores Castillo. It's unearned because of the error. And Jose Contreras comes in to replace Andy Pettit. He gets Mike Lowell to ground out to end the game. And it's a final of 6-1. So here, let's see. Let us look at Andy Pettit's final line. Eight and two-third innings, one run on six hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, 111 pitches. Pretty good outing. I'd say. And uh, yeah, Aaron Boone, what, what, hello? What's going on, man? Two errors? That is not acceptable, sir. And yes, I'm going to be mad at you, even though it's (laughs) nearly 20 years later. (laughs) He made up for it. So before we go, we have news. It is not Yankee related. It's Yankee adjacent because a former Yankee, Aroldis Chapman, signed with the Royals one year deal. $3.75 3750000 million, but Mark Feinsand of MLB.com reported that the deal is expected to be worth the $3.5 million with performance bonuses. So they're hoping for a turnaround from Chapman. Good luck with that. He's turning 35 before opening day. 
And he was a chore to watch last year, and he did not end his Yankee career positively by not showing up to a mandatory practice. So good luck to the Royals. Hallelujah for us. I know Yankee fans are happy about this, right? Because what we saw this past year was just horrendous. And, you know, hopefully Clay Holmes will bounce back a bit and we'll see the Clay Holmes that we saw in the beginning of 2022, the first half, and uh, not, mm, yeah, the majority of Clay Holmes in the second half because whew, that got frightening. Um, but I still would have taken him over Aroldis Chapman uh, every day and twice on Sunday. So Aroldis Chapman to the Royals interesting news huh yeah good for him other than that there's not really a lot of yankee news happening there are steamer projections which we will talk about tomorrow um you know they they focus on key players and when i say key players i mean around the league so of course they're talking about aaron judge and we'll talk about that and any other news we have and yeah it'll be a good day tomorrow it's friday and it's already, it's January 19th. How are we already half, more than halfway through January? That means spring training is in less than a month. That's pretty cool. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button or comment. Or end comment. Yeah, end comment on YouTube as well. Click the bell so you know when our videos go up. And thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Thursday and I will talk to you all tomorrow.